This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates. Our aim is to help you on your investing journey break down the barriers from beginning to dividend. Whether you're an absolute beginner or Warren Buffett, we guarantee Equity Mates will have something for you. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my Equity Mate, Ren. How's it going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. We're back for 2021. Back for 2021. I've come in with a new intro. You have. I uh, didn't want to say uh, anything, but there was a there was a little bit of a stumble out of the gate. <laughs> there was. <laughs> Doesn't bode well for what the year will hold. Look, uh, I'm just dusting off the cobwebs, uh, so please forgive me. And I promise next time we come in, it'll be, okay. it'll be okay. hot. Hey, hot. equity mates, you heard him. Uh, <laughs> hold him accountable to that. Um, so, yes, back for 2021. First episode, um, we've just finished off the summer series with superhero which yep. was uh, a lot of fun hopefully our audience well hopefully you guys uh got something out of it yeah um but hey new year new equity mates ready to rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> no 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 uh new year same equity mates uh with a little bit of twist yes with, with equity mates with lime equity mates <laughs> with lime so what to expect this year we've um spent the summer redoing uh, some of the formats for some episodes uh, based on the feedback that we've been getting from you over the last sort of 12 months or so. Um, we've also revived the Get Started Investing podcast, which uh, is an, a second podcast that Alec and I started back in 2019, end yep. of 2019, that is all about the fundamentals of investing. So if you feel like what we're discussing in this podcast is often going over your head, we would suggest going and starting with that podcast and then coming back here. So we'll be doing a weekly episode on that as well. I mean, I would suggest listening to both. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a new contact form on our website, equitymates.com forward slash contact. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we'll be referring to throughout the episodes and throughout this year that you can go and uh, provide us with some information. We really want to bring you guys on the show. Yeah. And this is an opportunity for you to provide information for us to give you a call and bring you on the show the best part, Ren's been coding all night to get the um, voice recording component. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of code. A lot, a lot of, code. of code. Must be nice. <laughs> a lot of code. Um, and you can go onto the website and leave us a voice message and then we're going to be able to play that voice message on the show yeah. so you don't even have to talk to Ren and I if you don't want to. First message recorded was someone telling us that they support the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> Great nice. to hear. Appreciate that comment. Probably not going to play it on the the show yeah. i think uh you if you record something uh tell us who you are yes uh and uh just the basics. give us more than a sentence it <laughs> yeah. would be my two requests but hey 
If you want to just send us a little private message, you can still do it. We won't play it on the show. We won't play it well, on the show. Well, we might. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> what we would love to hear from you, though, are your stock pictures, be it uh, through the voice recording software that Alec has coded in hard to the website <laughs> or be it through whatever means all of our social channels. We're going to be really focusing on the portfolio this year. And as part of that, we want more stock pictures from the Equitymates community and want to hear what your ideas are. If you are going to record it... Uh, uh, as a voice memo, you've only got 90 seconds though, so you're going to have to be sharp on the pitch. Don't um, send 10 times 90 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> if uh, if you want to record it and then uh, we can call you uh, on the show and have a bigger conversation, we can do that. Or you can write it in. Hey, basically, however you want to contact us, we're trying to make it available. That's right. Yeah. Yes, making it as easy as possible. To close out what is happening in 2021, Rent, very exciting for Equity Mates Media. We've got some new shows launching. Yes. Which is, is going to be great. Uh, 14th of Feb is uh, the launch date for one of them, Valentine's Day. Yeah. And then we've got another one launching not too soon after that. If you would love to also launch a, a show, uh, hit us up. We're always open to, to ideas and, and we can help support that. So uh, keep your eyes tuned. Eyes tuned, ears tuned, <laughs> not a good start. So, uh, equity mates, to peel peel uh, the curtain back a little bit. Uh, there's this running gag. To peel the curtain back. To pull the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> well, this really uh, this makes me look like a fool for what I was about to say, which was um, uh, Bryce in our friendship group is known for leskyisms, where he takes two sayings and mashes them together in some strange way. Uh, but I think I just did that as well. <laughs> it's contagious. And more, most exciting is the Equity Mates TV show that we have just launched on Ausbiz. It, uh, it would be out now, uh, 27th, launched last week. Yep. And uh, Alec and I, four days a week, 4.15 on the Ausbiz streaming channel, you'll be able to catch us uh, for sort of 15, 20 minutes each day talking about everything not related to what happened on the markets that day. We're going to be taking a bigger picture um, view on what's going on in the world of uh, finance and investing. So make sure you tune into that. It will be streamed as well as available on demand through the Ausbiz app and on our YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to both of those. Yes. Phew. Take a deep breath. <laughs> You've got through the updates. Um, I think there's probably one more thing that we want to talk about here, which is um, we've had a few equity mates reach out and ask how they can support uh, what we're doing yeah. here. Um, we've obviously gone full time and now uh, we're trying to keep the lights on and a roof over our head. You've got a very lavish lifestyle. <laughs> that is not true. That you're trying to maintain. <laughs> not true. Uh, not true. For people watching on video, zoom in on Bryce's hair and look at how much products in that it thing. There's nothing in here. <laughs> um, but we have now set up a uh, an ability to support uh, Equity Mates. Um, EquityMates.com/support. Uh, if you love what we're doing here, if you think this content's valuable. Um, if you want us to be able to spend more time making content rather than uh, trying to get sponsors for the show, um, please support us. Uh, but don't feel like you have to. This content's going to remain free. This is just uh, if you want to support what we're doing and you can, um, it would be greatly appreciated. Nice. Equitymates.com forward slash support. Uh, all the information will be there. Uh, it's a non-committal donation or ongoing um, recurring sort of payment. So we would uh, very much appreciate anything that you can throw our way. So 
should we get stuck let's in? Let's do it. Let's Finally. do it. Finally. So after talking about how we hope that people find our content valuable, we're going to do uh, perhaps one of the least valuable uh, but most fun episodes uh, that we always start the year with, and that is we're going to throw out some uh, wildly bold predictions yes. for the year ahead. Yes. That is right, Ren. Bold predictions for 2021. We do it every year, a bit of an equity mates tradition now. And usually we take a uh, a beer each on, on true, the bold predictions. True. So let's uh, continue in that vein. Yeah. No time like the present. Yeah, I think um, before, um, even though you've just said no time like the present, before we get into it, um, look, there's heaps of people that make predictions every year and uh, most of the time they're wrong. So we're just leaning into that. We know that most of the predictions that you make every year are going to be wrong. So that's why we're going big and we're going bold here. So we don't necessarily expect them to play out. There's some thought behind each of them, but um, you would not be taking these predictions to the bank. Let, let's just put it that way. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bit of fun. Bryce, right. Bryce predicting a market crash for like four years in a row to kick <laughs> off this podcast. <laughs> and let me tell you that this time uh, it's quite optimistic. You're quite optimistic? Yeah. Oh, about time. Four <laughs> years in and we finally cracked a smile, hey? <laughs> Who knows? All right. Do you want to kick it off, friend? Uh, sure. Actually, no. You know what? I want you to kick it off. Okay. Uh, look, there is a whole preamble that I thought I could do around the context and everything, but we might leave it for another episode and just get stuck into the bold predictions. So my, I'm going to start at a macro level. And uh, I think firstly, I feel like I'm going to be starting the year with a proceed with caution sort of sign on the front of uh, anything that I do, whilst uh, everything seems to be going along quite nicely at the moment. It feels like, uh, you know, once we move past the election, the markets are a bit frothy at the moment. Anything is possible. Um, however, I thought, I thought you said there wasn't going to be a preamble. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, bold prediction number one the SP 500 and the ASX 200 will both finish the year up over 15%. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty <laughs> bullish from you. Yeah. yeah. That's bold. <laughs> it it's is bold. bold. Now, uh, a few reasons behind this. I, I, I feel like the US might um, potentially suffer a bit of an economic slowdown now that Biden's in and might take f more control of the COVID situation, um, you know, for some sort of a shutdown that, that Trump was just not willing to do. Uh, however, we know that there's a divergence at the moment between the economy and the markets. Mm. So um, if, if that were to happen, and I'm sure you're going to talk about it, Ren, then there's going to be some levers pulled by central banks even further, particularly if markets start to, to fall. And I think uh, with huge stimulus packages likely to come through, incredibly low interest rates, and potentially in Australia, a bit of a pre-COVID um, I guess, resurgence in some of the uh, parts of the economy that have suffered over the last 12 months, it's all sort of pointing towards a pretty favourable equities market. Fair enough. So, yeah. Nice one. All right. Very bullish from you. Um, I, are you going to take that? I, oh, yeah. We take them or we don't take them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. What do you got? Uh, all right. I am going to stay macro, I guess. Um the U.S. Federal Reserve, when markets get choppy, um, they are now in the habit of printing money and using that printed money to buy bonds. Uh, at the start of 2020, they had about $4 trillion worth of assets on their balance sheet. During COVID, that's increased to about seven, a bit over seven. My bold prediction for 2021 is that 
the Fed's balance sheet increases to over $10 trillion. So just to explain that, you think the Fed will buy $3 trillion more of assets yes. this year yeah. in to do what? I think if market... So it's like once they realize that they've got a tool that works, they're just going to keep using it. And they did it first during the JFC and it worked. They did it again during COVID and it worked. And now I think it's almost going to be an automated response whenever markets get a little bit nervous and start falling or there's you know there's any issues their response is print money buy bonds so then really is the underlying prediction here that you think markets something's going to happen in the markets to trigger this event i'm not saying that but i wouldn't be surprised i I think look i think valuations are pretty stretched although we're seeing some good reports come out of the u.s at the moment there's a lot of zombie companies which are you know, companies that basically uh, can't cover their interest payments. And then there's a lot of unprofitable companies. It just feels like a, a frothy environment at the mm. moment. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will take that. Okay. Nice yeah. one. Uh, number two bold prediction for me, Ren, is that our word on the street is that Libra uh, is coming this year, Facebook's yeah. cryptocurrency. Uh, I'm predicting that we will see a central bank trial its own form of cryptocurrency. I don't know if that's bold, but I don't even know if that's a prediction. I think that's already happening. It hasn't. The Swiss have done a uh, like wholesale digital currency, but there hasn't been one where they've trialed their own cryptocurrency. So, um, right. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty bold, but if you don't if you don't think it's bold enough, what about China's central bank digital currency CBDC? Doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count. Okay. How have they trialed that? Uh, the Asian giant completed a trial as a di- as a, uh, in September and is currently rolling it out on major e-commerce platforms within the country. December 9, twenty twenty. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, no. Well, I am definitely not going to take that. <laughs> Excluding China. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's China. Uh, well, no, I, I agree with you. I think um, I think it will happen. Although, you know, it's... It's it's not a crypt. Is it a cryptocurrency if it's not decentralized, or is it just a digital currency? Yeah, well, I guess digital currency. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's not get too in the weeds on crypto. We've we've kicked off the year with uh, Federal Reserve bond buying and <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> we we need to really write this ship, and I'm I'm going to write this ship uh, with a simple one. Uh, Netflix, the streaming service, will finish the year down. Its share price will be lower at the end of the year than it is was at the start of the year. Okay. Um, Any reasoning? So I did some back of the envelope maths. Um, Foxtel cost about 60 bucks a month. Um, And in America, cable was more expensive. But the, um, I guess the example still holds in in their context as well. Um, So Foxtel about 60 bucks a month. If you add up all the different streaming services you now have to subscribe to to get the same content you got with Foxtel, Netflix eleven bucks a month, Stand ten bucks a month, Binge ten bucks a month, KO twenty five bucks a month, Amazon Prime eight bucks a month, Disney Plus nine dollars, and I don't think I've missed any, but it, it comes to seventy two dollars a month. So I just feel like we're reaching an oversaturation point, and I feel like something's got to give, and people are going to be not willing to sign up to more and more subscription services. I don't think Netflix has a clear content advantage in australia 
there's not really any network effects other than like being able to talk to your friends about the shows you're watching. But, you know, me having Stan, you having Netflix doesn't really harm us in any way. Like us both having Netflix isn't, doesn't make it more valuable. So I just feel like Netflix will, its growth rate will slow. Um, And then the second part of it is Netflix has been taking out debt for years and years to fund their content strategy, um, which has worked because it's led to crazy growth. But if that growth slows and that debt starts coming due, um, the market might re-rate Netflix. Now, I say that with the full knowledge that two days ago or when people are listening to this last week, um, Netflix released a crazy report and was up like 10% in a day. I think it was up 17% last night. Yeah. We're recording this on the 21st of Jan. So, But still, it's a long year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot to play out, so I'm not going to change my prediction. Without going too much into the weeds on this, it's probably worth another episode to fully explore, but I think we're going down the route where you, you, know, you might get an Apple come out and provide an iPhone that you pay a reasonably large subscription, get the iPhone, all the Apple products, and I might talk about this a bit later, but you also then get all the services through the Apple TV or whatever it may be. So Maybe. Um, I. Th- that's that's basically just cable. Like yeah. that is what cable yeah. is. Which um, it's, it, it's going to go that way for, for I sure. I don't know. I think that a lot of these companies like having a direct relationship with their customer and would be reluctant to go back to a cable model where – um, they have an intermediary that they deal with, you know, like Disney and HBO and stuff like that. Well, Disney especially want that direct relationship with that customer and they don't want to go through a cable provider again. So I, I know I, I can see the logic around what you're saying, um, but I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't lock that one in. Before we move on, uh, we're just going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I'm going to jump in here with a bold prediction for the ASX. Uh, it's a it's a multi-part uh, prediction here. <laughs> First one is that technology sector will be bumped from the number one performing se- um, sector. Okay. And it will be replaced, this is I think kind of bold, by industrials, which includes construction, transportation, business services, waste management. Within all that, you've got... Um, airports, infrastructure projects, building products tra- like the transurbans of the world, um, consulting, staff and employment services, you name it. So I'm really banking here on an economic turnaround. Yeah, you're banking on a post-COVID, yep. uh, people are going to fly again, <laughs> yep. like the government's going to do a big like let's build, rebuild Australia stimulus package yep. to pump money into the sector. Yeah, I think that it's been, if you look at uh, the sectors that have obviously been hit hardest, it is one of the sectors that has been absolutely crunched. I think it'll outperform the ASX and the bold prediction is that it'll be the number one performing sector, bumping technology. Yeah, I I think I'm going to take you on that. So I'll take the bet and say that technology will be number one performing. I I, I think everything you said could be right, but technology still could outperform. 
Of course, that's why it's a bold prediction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have put our retail consumer discretion yeah, out there. Yeah, well, it's killing it right now. Yeah, Some of it, the retailers that are reporting. I yeah. know, I know. But I, I just feel that it, they're, they're killing it in relation to the first half last year. Like it's not the, the, the base they're coming from. Yeah, not true. that impressive. Yeah. All right, let's move on. All right, I'll do – I'll stay, stay in Australia given you've uh, taken us back home. Um, Macquarie Group uh, will break into the big four bank territory. In terms of uh, so market cap, so uh, Macquarie Group's currently valued at about fifty billion dollars. Yeah, um, the smallest of the big four banks is ANZ at seventy billion, and yeah. then NAB and Westpac Westpac are at seventy nine. Um, I think Macquarie will be bigger than at least one of those three banks. Um, I agree with that. Okay. Yeah, so I know- think uh, I think that. Um, Oh, well, I know that a lot of the stuff that they're doing, the agricultural space and ag is going pretty well at the moment. Um, yeah, but is it going $80 billion as well? Or, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess also um, the banks might also do pretty well this year. So, um, you know, for the fun of it, I'll take it. Nice. Yeah. All right, just a quick one, Ren. House prices in Sydney to exceed 12% growth. Uh, I'm seeing that article <laughs> everywhere these days. Like, oh, so, there was some report on ABC News that house prices were going to go up 30%. It's like, why is ABC News pumping property? <laughs> we know why. Australians love property. You taking it? Uh, I just have no opinion on the property market. That's um, fair. I think, well, the regions are particularly hot. Um like I was away over summer and there was there's a lot of chat about just how quickly houses are going. You know, real estate agents are cutting their commissions. Um, the the prices are just going crazy. But that could cool down the centres if people are moving away because they can work remotely. Uh, I'll take it. I'll, with with absolutely no thought behind it and, and no uh, view on property, I'll take it. Alrighty. All right, so I'm up and I'm going to go back overseas. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say that in 2021, China's big tech, and we'll define who that is in a sec, but China's big tech, uh, actually China's big five, let's call it, will outperform the US's big five in tech. I need more info. Okay, okay. So the US, uh, like what would we say, the the like the fang stocks? Yeah, Facebook, Sack Apple. Netflix. Sat wall and put Microsoft in? Yeah. Well, no, let's do the, what did they call it now, fan map? We've got Amazon, Microsoft, Google, hold on, hold on. Apple. Do it in the, do it in the, so Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, no, Facebook, Apple, Netflix. I'm doing that fan mag. I'm trying to spell it. Microsoft, Amazon, yeah, Google. Yeah. So there's six. I'm going to say China's, let's call it their big five. So Tencent, Alibaba, uh, JD.com. Pinjoy Duo and Meituan. Um, I feel like I'm missing a big one. Um, but I'm going to say that that bucket of Chinese big tech companies outperforms the US big tech companies. I'll take it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I've got a sub prediction there. Um, Tencent, currently valued at about $800 billion, uh, will be China's first trillion dollar publicly traded company. Not going to take that. Okay. Yeah. I feel like for reasons that you will explain in the yeah. next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, I'll keep it overseas in the States, Ren. I think Zoom bombs and underperforms and that there is a potential for it to be acquired by a Microsoft or Salesforce. The the acquisition thing for sure, no doubt. Um, I think it bombs though. I don't think... uh, I think it's... How do you define bombs? It'll finish down. 
even if it's acquired. That's a sub. That's a sub. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're banking on a very specific course of events. If it's not, if it's not of acquired, oh, if no, it's no, not no, acquired, you can't do that. yeah, yeah, yeah. The bold prediction is it bombs if I've got it written here. If Microsoft and Salesforce to buy Zoom, but if you, can you see it? You're colorblind. I wrote it in. I wrote it in red. <laughs> um. I don't even know where that prediction ended up. Uh, look, I'll take it. That's nice. fine. Zoom bombs and underperforms if Microsoft or Salesforce don't acquire it. But you also think Microsoft and Salesforce will acquire it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, we've only got a few more. Yeah. Um, the, let's stay in the US. DoorDash, um, yep. the food delivery app uh, will have a higher market cap than Uber. Hold on, for context, uh, DoorDash is currently valued at about $60 billion. Uber's valued at $108 billion. Yeah, so uh, are we going to see a DoorDash uh, meteoric rise or are we going to see a fall in Uber? Uh, maybe both. Okay. Maybe they'll meet right in the middle at around that $80 billion mark. Nice. Um, I'll take it, but I'd love to see it. You, yeah. yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to... Um, I, you, you, throw a, you threw a stat out off air that um, uh, DoorDash has grown its market share from 17% to 50% yeah. in the States, which is, I think, phenomenal. Like given, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Do you want me to give you the, the five-minute <laughs> spiel or are we going to mm, run out no, of time? <laughs> no, not the five-minute. Can you give a bridge well, to? Uh, all right, time. Headline <laughs> stats. Headline stats. Um, DoorDash between uh, January 2018 and October 2020 grew between 17% market share to 50%. Um, they've built a really strong recurring revenue program that none of the other uh, food delivery apps have that, that starts to create some brand loyalty in a segment that didn't have any. But most importantly, they're also trying to become the Shopify of food delivery for businesses that want to do that, run their own orders through their own app. Yeah. Similar to how Shopify provides the backend infrastructure DoorDash are doing the same thing. Best example is Chipotle, where Chipotle, you order through the Chipotle app, not through a DoorDash or an Uber Eats. Um, but DoorDash provide that software and then provide the driver as well, or the rider. Um, Uber, on the other hand, I think is now subsidizing two separate businesses. The thesis was rideshare and food delivery both have cars. There's a synergy there. Yeah. Um, so let's try and do both. But now what we're seeing is that rideshare are cars, um, food delivery is more and more riders, and now it's two completely separate fleets of vehicles, two completely different sets of riders, and Uber Eats, or sorry, Uber are subsidizing both. And so I think DoorDash is focused on one thing, they're doing it better. Uber is focused on two things, and they're not doing deliveries, uh, food delivery as well as their competitors. Nice. Yeah. Well, looking forward to seeing this play Did I out. Did the two minutes? Yeah, I think it was good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 2021, the year I don't waffle. <laughs> All right, Ren, uh, it looks like, you know, staying overseas again, uh, Airbnb, this is my bold prediction, Airbnb to be bigger than the top global, top five global hotel chains. Okay, I like this, but I need the details. So we've got the uh, the Marriott, uh, Las Vegas Sands, Hilton, uh, Hajau, apologies for the pronunciation of that, but it is uh, one of the largest hotel chains in China. Intercontinental uh, are the top five in the world based on market cap at the time of recording. Gives us a total market cap of about $230 billion. Okay, and Airbnb is at... 
Uh, Airbnb is currently trading at $161 and a market cap of 97. So it's actually fallen since doing this uh, bold prediction okay, research. So Airbnb 97, <laughs> those five hotel chains 230. Yep. And you're saying that Airbnb will be bigger than them. Yep. So by the end of the year. Some of those hotel chains are going to have to slide. Yes. Or, or Airbnb is going to, well, probably both is going to have to happen. Airbnb is going to have to have a huge year. But look, I just think it's. Uh, it's a very bold prediction, but I think the the moat that it, it's got in this space at the moment, and hopefully with a bit of a turnaround in economic activity and the bit ability to, for people to start traveling, um, that's the bold part about this. But yeah, um, that's my prediction. I'll take it. Um, I yeah, I love Airbnb, um, but I feel like you really you're really asking a lot of them. I am. I'm asking the right questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, uh, let's take a pause here and quickly hear from our sponsors and then we'll come back to uh, close out with some more bold predictions. All right, Bryce. So uh, we've really focused on the US a lot, um, which I guess is an increasing theme for us as we realize how easy it is to invest over there and some of the companies over there. I'm going to move away from the US and move to Europe. Nice. Um, the UK has had a tough few years with uh, Brexit and now it's getting, uh, it's having a tough time with the coronavirus. But I think 2021 will be a good year for the UK. Um, I'm calling that the, the UK stock market will outperform all the major European markets. Come on, go bolder. Will it outperform the S&P 500? I'm pretty comfortable with the boldness of my call as is, and I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> yeah, okay, I okay. Other European markets, but all, equally, other European markets—they're um, also having a tough time. So, like, I don't think it's that impressive to outperform the Italian stock market no, or but the like Spanish the Germans stock. German, French, maybe German, maybe French. Um, Croatian. True, true. Russia. Uh, Russia. I think it will outperform. Let's just keep naming countries in Europe. <laughs> I think it will outperform. It's Yeah, yeah. I think it will, so I'm not going to take okay. that. Yeah. All right, fair yeah. enough. All right, closing it out. A couple more to go. I think that Apple will hit $3 trillion this year. It's currently... Jesus, yeah. I'm definitely taking that. <laughs> it's currently $2.2 I think we'll see it hit $3 trillion by the end of the year off the back of a number of things, but happy to go into that later. I might do it for the portfolio, but that's my bold prediction. Yeah, taken. Nice. A, a, a company who's peaked its sales in its most Doesn't uh, matter. profitable category years ago. Don't get me wrong, great business, heaps of cash on the balance sheet, growing its services business, but it's a long time until its services business overtakes its hardware business. So it took 42 years for it to hit 1 trillion. It then took two years for it to hit 2 trillion. And then the, the, with the majority of that coming in the last five months, the reason for that is that it's cha- it's taken recurring revenue from 9% of its pro- uh, revenue to 24% in the last five years. I expect that with the introduction of more recurring revenue streams this year to, to push it to $3 because we know investors love recurring revenue. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's see how that plays out. Um, I've got one more um, and then we'll get into the AFL one to close it out, the traditional sure. AFL ending. Sure. Um, we like We sometimes 
try and pick the IPO of the year. So my last one, I'm going to try and pick the best IPO of 2021. Um, Stripe, the payments platform. Is it IPOing? Uh, it's rumored to be. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice, <laughs> nice, bold. So uh, my bold prediction is one, that Stripe does IPO in 2021. And two, that it's the best performing in terms of... And this is always this is always a fraught conversation. Like, what does best performing mean? Because if the investment bankers price the company at like, you know, five hundred billion dollars, it's not going to perform well because it started from such a high base. But similarly, if they price it at five million, it's almost guaranteed to be the best performing because they undervalued it. Um, with that caveat in mind, let's just measure best performing as from IPO to the end of the year. IPO opening price or op- IPO. Uh, price no, no, actual IPO price like price that the shares were sold at. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay that's so, cool I'm not going to take that because if I'm going to do an IPO of the year then we'll just go head to head yeah, yeah. Uh, the amount of times that you've said performing in this <laughs> episode as well performing <laughs> it's gonna, is some, that right you're gonna performing get performing you're going to get heat <laughs> well, from this episode. now of course I am because you brought attention to it <laughs> alright to close it out Ren I think that Roblox will be the star IPO of okay. 2021 okay. and stick around for the next episode where I do a deep dive in Roblox are you going to do Roblox as your stock of the Let's year? Let's just stick around for the next episode. <laughs> oh, wow. Stick around for the next wow, episode. Wow, wow, You've learned from my last year where, in hindsight, I should have just made Airbnb my stock of the well, year. Well, let's discuss that in the next episode, okay, stock okay. of the year. But uh, So we're both not going to take those ones. But that brings us to the end of bold predictions for the stock market. Obviously, we like to close out with bold predictions for... One bold prediction for the AFL season. I'm surprised. There's a prediction that you didn't make that I was expecting Bitcoin. you to make. Yeah, yeah, but I actually do have it right here, and uh, we 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 skipped over it because we were talking too much crypto. But if you want me to make it, I'll say it. Bitcoin to hit ninety thousand US dollars by the end of the year. You're gonna take currently that? at like thirty five. Yeah. I mean. Look, it's not out of the realms of possibility. It grew 300% last year, 300% this year, and you're at 90K. And you just grow 300% for the next 20 years, and you're a billionaire. <laughs> that is, that's my plan. That's, that's my Bryce Love's long-term investment. That's my plan. <laughs> um, look, I'll take it. Nice. I have no idea where it will end up. Um, there was a moment there in January where it went from like 20 grand US to 40 grand US very quickly, and... Uh, Bitcoin Twitter was about to lose its collective mind. Um, so I just think we might have to delete our Twitter account if it gets to 90,000. True. <laughs> okay, Ren. Um, so we will put all of these up on socials. Yes. Just bang, bang, headline, bold predictions. And uh, we'll keep track of them over the year. And also, if you have any bold predictions, as we said, plenty of ways to contact us. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. What's your AFL ball prediction? Okay, so normally we do a generic, I say the Sydney Swans will win the flag and you say Essendon won't win the wooden spoon, both very ambitious for our respective clubs. Um, I'm not going to do a Sydney Swans one this year. I'm going to say Gold Coast, the only AFL team to never make the finals, will win a final in 2021. Jeez. Yeah. Why? I think they they were looking pretty good last year. Matty Rowell, like there's a oh, lot he's of good. yeah. I don't think we should get too deep in sure, the weeds sure, on okay. why. I sure. think there's a lot of people who don't like <laughs> AFL who listen. So that's just let's just make the prediction. Um, I don't think they'll win a, f- a final. Maybe they'll make the final. So I'll take it. Okay. 
I'm going to stick with Essendon. <laughs> I think they'll win the wooden spoon. Oh, that's your protection. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think Essendon will take the wooden spoon. <laughs> Uh, if any Essendon bombers listen, um, Sorry. Bryce is a fan, but yeah. you should ostracise him from the yeah. club. <laughs> I am a massive fan of the Essendon Football Club, You've... but I'm, I'm I go in every year with a lofty expectations and, and backing the boys in, which rightly you should as a supporter. Are you backing the boys in? I'm, I'm, I'm backing them, <laughs> but I think the, they're just going. It's just going to be a tough year, right? Yeah, wooden spoon. I'd love to say it. I would love to say it. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long winter for you, Bryce. I know, I know. Anyway, uh, so you're going to take it? Uh, of course. Oh, well, no. Yeah, I'll take it just for the fun of the game, but I want it to happen. Nice one. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of our Bold Predictions and the first episode of 2021. Thank you so much for, for tuning in and we look forward to having a massive year this year. Just a reminder, Equity Mates doesn't stop when you have finished with this podcast. You can email us at contact at equitymates.com, follow us on all the social channels or visit equitymates.com, particularly forward slash contact if you want to leave us a voice message. If you're stuck for podcast recommendations as well, we do have the Get Started Investing for the beginner buffets and our latest podcast is comedian versus economist where you hear comedian adam and his brother thomas break down macroeconomics in an easy type to digest way so if you're wondering what we're talking about with central banks and printing money and all that sort of stuff head over to their podcast and, and they'll break it all down for you but ren brings us to the end it was fun stay tuned because next we have deep dives on our stock of the year can't wait Thanks for listening to Equity Mates Investing Podcast, a production of Equity Mates Media. Please remember that everything you hear in Equity Mates Investing Podcast is general advice only. The content has been prepared without knowing your personal objectives, specific financial circumstances, or goals. The host of Equity Mates Investing Podcast may maintain positions in the companies discussed. Before considering any investment, please read the product disclosure statement and consider speaking to a licensed financial professional. 